All right, ladies and gents, and welcome back to the intro. I'm sitting down with my two main men of fitness, Mr. Max Isaac, Mr. James Hobart. Mr. Max Isaac reporting live from CrossFit Tilt in Waltham, and James Hobart reporting live from Colorado. The Windy City. The Windy City. The Big Apple. The Big Apple. Apple. The Big big Windy. Bean Town. Lots of beans. It's no Lincoln, Nebraska, that's for sure. Corn husker. All righty. Well, shuck, shuck them if you got them. <laughs> there's been some big news that's been announced by CrossFit HQ in the past couple of weeks. And uh, for everybody who's maybe new to listening to the intro or maybe you've only listened to a few episodes, Max Isaac, James Hobart, and I have been in the CrossFit space for quite some time now, going back to early. 2000s ish late 2000s when the dinosaurs when the dinosaurs ruled the earth yeah i mean there's probably some there's there's dinosaurs before us in the space for sure there's a couple of layers of dinosaurs yeah before us but we we got in pretty early and we've seen a lot of changes throughout the years in the crossfit community whether we're talking about changes in regard to how they're running their certificate or certification process changes in regard to how the affiliate uh, model might work changes a lot of changes in regard to the CrossFit Open, the CrossFit Games, the regionals, semifinals, the sanctionals. There's been a lot of changes over the years, um, especially so since 2008, 2009 to to today. Lots of uh, lots of changes, and recently they announced a change that I think was met with some skepticism maybe some maybe some people out there not really fully understanding maybe some differences of opinion about how this change was going to be implemented but historically when you were a crossfit affiliate the way that it worked is that you had the ability to take your level 1 certificate course and then you could apply to become a crossfit affiliate and james you can correct me if i'm wrong on this but the way that it initially started was that the earlier that you affiliated, you had lower fees. Like the fees were lower in the earlier days to affiliate with CrossFit. And the CrossFit affiliate model means that you are associated with the brand. You get to use the image and the likeness and promotion of your business. Then There's a, a whole slew of things that you get to do, but what you aren't is you're not a franchise you're an affiliate and there's differences between the two. So back in the day when you first signed up, I mean, let's just spitball a number. It was probably like 500 bucks to keep your affiliate for the year, right? And you renewed your affiliate every year for 500 bucks. And then as time went on, the affiliate fees went up. They went up to 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, 3,000, whatever, you know? And I think Previous to the announcement that CrossFit HQ made recently, I think the affiliate fees were at about $3,000 per year. But everybody who historically had signed up before that was paying the number that they had signed up at. So if James opened an affiliate back in 2002, he was paying 500 bucks a year all the way through today. If Max opened an affiliate in 2010 and it was 1500, he was paying 1500 all the way to today. And if I opened an affiliate in 2023, I was paying 3000 bucks a year. So the announcement that was made was that 
the cost of doing business is going up. CrossFit is raising the affiliate fees and they're doing so to bring everybody eventually to 4,500 bucks, 4,500 bucks a year. And the way that they're doing it is a little bit, um, a little bit detailed. I think that there's a stepped up rate that some affiliates will pay. So if you were paying below a certain number for some time, you're going to pay double that the next year. And then the year after that, you go to 4,500. But if you're paying above a certain number, you're going to 4,500 automatically. I don't know when that starts. I think it starts in 2024. James can correct me if I'm wrong. But the bottom line is that CrossFit is raising the affiliate fees to $4,500 per year, eventually for all affiliates. And there was also the specification that I believe that there had to be a level two certificate holder, level two or level three certificate holder in every level two, in every CrossFit affiliate. Does it, it doesn't have to be the owner, but it has to be somebody who's working there, James. Is that correct? I think I it's believe, the owner. I believe it's the owner. Okay. So um, the, the person who yeah. owns the affiliate has to maintain a level two certificate. So, you know, I, one thing I want to say before we get into a discussion about this is the fact that historically the CrossFit community has not really taken change n- nearly in any <laughs> form very well. I mean, you can go back all the way to when the CrossFit.com blog was, you know, looking like something that a five-year-old created on their um, PC and it was very effective, but it was very simple and it was very basic. And the CrossFit affiliate website, excuse me, the CrossFit.com website was extremely, extremely simple. And when that changed, people went nuts. And basically with any change in the CrossFit community across these years, people have gone nuts. And I don't think that this, this change certainly isn't an exception. I've read a lot of the comments out there on social media regarding um, the change. People seem to be upset. People seem to be um, not really understanding the value. People seem to have certainly some baggage about why this change was made, when it was made, and how it was made. God, people are so sensitive. Like, I'll speak first just how Tilt views this. Sure. We're gonna pay forty. We're gonna pay forty five hundred dollars. I had a discussion with LJ, my business partner. I said we do CrossFit. We believe in CrossFit. We talk about CrossFit. This is what we do. We're gonna pay the affiliate fee. The three thousand to forty five hundred jump uh, is, in our eyes, isn't a lot because we believe that we've paid a small amount of money annually for what we do. Um, it's the difference between. The $3,000 a month is a little bit more than one member at your gym annually for the year. The 4,500 is let's say, let's say two members. Okay. Um, The other thing is, is that um, people have been paying a small amount of money for a long period of time. And if you don't like it, you just leave and just be done. But nobody really wants to hear you complain about it. Like if you don't find the value in what you're getting anymore, de-affiliate, do something else, but don't call it CrossFit. And don't and don't preach what what CrossFit is. 
do something else, right? I mean, MDV, you can speak to this pretty well because I know NC Fit has gone in and out of the CrossFit affiliation mm-hmm. world and now you're affiliated again. So you mm-hmm. must find some sort of value in it. I'm just in honestly, like I'm going to get my popcorn ready. I'm here to listen to all the comments. I love hearing people bitch about stuff because I cannot believe that if you're running a business, this is something that's really that big of a deal to you. The thing that I did look at, which I thought was really, really interesting was the price to be a part of one of these other fitness brands. Now, CrossFit is not a franchise. I totally understand that. But it does seem like they're putting a lot more time and effort into some educational pieces and trying to give more support, which is great. It's a different model, like you said, MDV, from the MS-DOS website that there used to be for, for the workout of the day and what they're doing now times are changing. That's kind of inevitable. No matter what it is that you're doing in your life, things are going to change. And if you're resistant to change, that's fine. Just stay there. Don't let it, you know what I mean? But don't bring everybody else down. It's just, um, I just think it's petty. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening that maybe don't agree. If your business can't pay an extra $1,500 a year, you probably got some bigger issues than whatever this is. Yeah. Well, Max brought up a good point, you know, a few years ago, um, you know, NC Fit originally started as NorCal CrossFit, um, and it was one of the most recognizable CrossFit gyms in the world. Um, you know, partly due to Jason Kalipa's uh, CrossFit Games Championship and his individual runs and the team's runs at the CrossFit Games, and just how prolific the gym had built up in the San Francisco, San Jose Bay Area. Um, multiple locations, obviously had a, a very notable figure and um, had a lot of a lot of people who trained there who were notable in the community at the time. You know, Garrett Fisher, Pat Barber, Miranda Oldroyd or Miranda Alcaraz, excuse me, um, you know, a bunch of people um, obviously training at NorCal CrossFit. The gym evolved to become NC Fit. I think there were some identity issues there, you know, I think between um, the staff, the members, and, you know, one of the reasons why the gym changed its name was the, at the time, what NC Fit was looking to do was create its own identity and not necessarily be tied to what the decisions of, you know, another company might be doing or saying and maintained affiliation through that. Then in 2020 or 2019, there was obviously a lot of stuff that happened that was very confusing, that the landscape was pretty crazy at the time. There was a lot of changes going on with CrossFit HQ. It wasn't necessarily predictable. Um, And I think leadership at the time was going in a direction that seemed like it was kind of gambling a little bit with some people's futures. And I think that that was untenable for NC Fit at the time. And we stepped away and when new leadership came back in and the visions aligned, um, it was the best decision to, to come back. And, and it's been that way now for over, uh, I think over a year or yeah, about a, over a year. So we've been back um, a year and we're staying. So the point being, one of the things that I think is interesting about this is that there is a certain amount of, there is a certain amount of brand carryover that you know you can you can have from having a license or an affiliate agreement with a company like CrossFit and people should make the decisions that are best for their business if they see value in what the affiliation provides 
they should pay it and they should continue to be a CrossFit affiliate. Or if they don't believe that it's valuable for them, if they think that it's not something that they're getting value of, or they don't, maybe more importantly, don't agree with the vision or don't agree with the methodology, that might be a better way to look at it. But the thing that bothers me about this is the fact that Nearly every business who is a CrossFit affiliate over whatever time that they've been in business has probably done a rate escalation for their members. Membership dues have probably gone up over the course of the time that you've been a, a gym owner. Obviously, things change. Inflation, cost of doing business, rent goes up, all those things. It, and I don't think that anybody or anyone is immune to that. So the perspective that like the fee would never change is one of those things that I think is a little bit misguided. Um, but I think that there's also a lot of historical baggage and there's, <clears throat> this is probably long overdue. And one of the reasons why it's being so harshly received is that it's, it's the first time that it's happening for everybody. It's not the first time that the rates have gone up, the rates have gone up, but everybody historically, their rates have stayed the same. So this is the first time that it impacts everybody. And I think with that, obviously, there's some some strife that comes along with it. But James, you're pretty deeply connected to this. And, uh, you know, very, obviously. Very quiet. Very quiet today. Mum's the word, I guess. He's, being a good, um, he's got his listening ears on. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, listen to understand, not to respond, right? Um yeah. Do you have a specific question or you just want my general thoughts on it? <laughs> general thoughts. Hit us with your general thoughts. Yeah. I think it's hard for me to get away with a, with an honest thought without people thinking I'm just towing the party line. Um, you know, I, I think a couple of things around the price increase that have surprised me is, you know, in reading comments, um, you know, I'm a, a massive troll on Reddit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I read a lot of comments on Instagram. Kid lives I, under a bridge. I live under a bridge, pay my tolls. Um, and you know, I'm, I don't work closely with the customer support teams and the affiliate teams, but I, you know, I have a couple of friends who work on those teams. I talk to them pretty regularly and I was actually, I thought the backlash would be worse, honestly. Mm. Um, and you know, on the flip side, I think we've received some pretty positive comments from people. That's great. I thought, you know, personally, I thought that the L2 requirement was going to cause a lot more chatter. And that seems to be something that, you know, with all the changes has been pretty well received, um, which is, I think is really good. And, you know, I think obviously time will tell ultimately what this looks like for affiliates and the, and the rest of the company. Um, but so far I've been pretty surprised. I, you know, I was probably had more of a pessimistic view of how this was going to roll over, um, or roll out. And I will say, you know, as far as what I have seen, this is not a, a choice that, um, you know, I don't need to reiterate anything that, you know, people like Don have already made really clear, but this was just not a choice that CrossFit took lightly. Um, you know, this is something that's been discussed for a while. You know, it's not just like one or two people coming in with this idea of like, let's just squeeze affiliates for more and more and more and more and more. And I know probably to a lot of affiliates, it looks like that. And, it, and me saying that probably doesn't do anything to like soothe their feeling around that. Um, but personally, and this is not me speaking for CrossFit, what I think is interesting about this entire thing is one of the most popular pieces of advice. And I think one of you just said this, that, um, you know, I hear like, um, you know, business, uh, business consulting programs like best hour of the day or two brain business and, is that 
hey, don't grandfather your members in. Um, you know, you need to slowly raise your prices over time, especially if you're adding more to your services, you're trying to build more for your members. And so I thought that was interesting because that's like the best advice that we give affiliates. And I will say, I do believe that CrossFit has put more time and energy into building more for affiliates. Now I was having this conversation with somebody the other night and I said, you know, it's very different when somebody writes in and says, CrossFit has never done anything for me as an affiliate. I disagree. Now, that being said, you might feel like CrossFit has not done anything that you care about <laughs> or you CrossFit not has not done anything that you feel value in. That's a very different conversation. Um, so I guess my, my big takeaways, um, happily surprised that the backlash mm. was not worse. Um, it's not lost on me how hard it is to run a successful affiliate and that for some people, even though, you know, I think it's easy for us to be like, Hey, F45 really expensive CrossFit's cheaper and running an orange theory, really expensive CrossFit's cheaper. Um, I think it's really easy to just like fall back on. That's like a good reason to do a price increase. But I do think for some affiliates out there, maybe this price increase, you know, really does hamstring their business. Um, so you probably shouldn't be running a business. You know, and I, I, you know, that that's definitely an argument I, I also see out there. I this don't, is, I don't sorry, quite know. Yeah. I don't quite know how I feel about that. I think well, is instead I would hope we could get to a place where it's like, Hey, you know, if you still want to run a business, CrossFit can at least provide you some tools to do that more successfully. Um, even if you are a much smaller affiliate right now, and even if we're not providing all the tools and affiliate needs, I just know a lot of the people in the company. I think that's something we want to do in earnest. Like we do care about the health of the affiliate community. You know, I look at internal CrossFit initiatives and, um, you know, like I have my opinions on where I think those initiatives should be, but, you know, we are very focused on making sure affiliates can have an easier time running their business, can have an opportunity for greater financial success, but there's still a lot of questions in the air on what's the best route to do that especially with the historical legacy of Greg's approach to affiliation in business. Um, so yes, not a perfect answer, but those are just some of my thoughts I've had around this. I, I mean, first off, th those are some great points. And my biggest question is this, like is CrossFit a business or no, you know, cr CrossFit is a business, right? So For sure. you're right. Were there, are, are there, are there missteps? Should they have raised rates? every year, the same way that we raise, you know, raise our rates at the gym, who knows, you can't really go back in time. Right. But CrossFit's a business and we're running businesses right now. And to your point, if, you know, you're making a blanket statement and saying, you know, CrossFit's never done anything for me. Well, you also need to take a hard look and actually, are you seeking out what they're putting out there? Or are you just saying, you know, CrossFit hasn't done anything because nobody serves something up to me on a silver platter. You know, like the same thing that you talked about last week, which is taking a hard look at yourself as a coach, take a hard look at yourself as an affiliate owner, right? Are you actually going out there and trying to, trying to get these resources? And the other thing is times have changed. Ownership has changed, right? The, the, the way the business is running is different. And I do understand that if you bought into the brand 10 years ago in it, was something else and now it's something different you're right you can start to make that decision but um the the, the last thing that i have and i'd be interested to hear your thoughts are like where is this distrust 
coming from. You know, like like you said, you're like, oh, you know, people think that they're just, you know, they're just making these decisions, you know, how the wind blows. It's like, really? Do you really think that that's happening? That you have this business that's gained together and really thinking about the future of the company, right? The next year, three, five, 10 years, which I know is certainly happening because we want this thing to go on for as long as it possibly can to be as great as it can possibly be, that you really think that they're going to make a decision just, oh, you know what? We decided on Friday that we're going to raise the rates. We're going to send the email out on Monday. That's good for everybody, right? Like, where is this level of distrust coming from? I get it that it's not Greg, but also he's not the owner of the company anymore. So I, I it's just, yeah, I'm, I, I'm also the, the eternal optimist. It's like, I, I'm not thinking that every single person I'm going to meet is going to hurt me, you know? I think that that's probably where, so like I said earlier, this community has never taken change well. Never, ever taken change well. It's never been... There's been some stuff, I'm sure, that's gone out that's been overwhelmingly positive. But in general, there's always been a resistance to change. That's my opinion. Um, I think that that opinion is probably shared by a lot of people who are able to step back and look at things objectively in the CrossFit space. Yeah. Well, how about this really quick? We are still having conversations about people having burpee penalties for being late. And we're still having conversations about the simplest things that have been going on for 10 fucking years, mm. right? These these things. So MDB, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. We don't do change well. And so maybe these people that are dragging their feet and complaining are those people that are giving burpee penalties and all this other shit. So maybe it is a real time to look in the mirror and see what type of product you're putting out there. And maybe if your business is struggling and you can't afford the $1,500 a year, maybe it's because you're belittling members. Maybe all these other things are happening. I'm just saying it could be, it could be something bigger than $1,500 going on. Yeah, it, it certainly could be. Um, I think that there's also, there's also like this kind of sense of romantic romanticization, romanticizing. Is romanticization yeah. a word? It is now. If it's not, I, I know exactly what you mean. Rom-comedization. Rom-comedization. I think that there's a tendency to romanticize the past in, in the community. Um, and also this idea that like, you know, back when we all started doing CrossFit, you could count the number of affiliates in your local area on like, maybe even in your state on two hands. There were not a lot of affiliates. There were not a lot of people doing CrossFit. So when you found other people doing CrossFit, or if you found another gym or when a gym opened, it was like you were part of this little kind of secret society in some ways. You were part of this little group this special group that not a lot of people were um, necessarily in tune with or didn't, didn't really know about. And it felt really special. Fight club. Yeah. It kind of felt really special and really small. And there's a certain feeling I think of community that can develop in that sense, not only community within the gym, but community amongst other gyms. And I think that, Obviously, as times have changed and as things have grown and expanded, I think that sometimes there's this tendency to romanticize that period of what <laughs> Max just changed his background of future. 
the rapper future. That was very strange. Um, there's this tendency to romanticize like that, that time period in the community. And if you're not recognizing that some things have changed, maybe in your view for the better or for the worse, but things have changed. You have to at least recognize that there's been change. If you're not recognizing there's been change, like then you're operating in a false reality. So obviously I think that there's some people who still hold on to that stuff. I mean, fuck, I think we all hold on to a little bit of that stuff too. It like, that was a really special time period. I'm not discounting how special it was. But half, it all- of our, half of our podcast is back in the day stories. Stop. Come on. Like, all I do is live in a fucking rom-com about how we used to train and all that other stuff. So yeah. I'm with you. And it was fun. But I think that that impacts how people view these types of changes as well, because you get all of this, oh, this never would have happened under Greg, or you have all of this stuff that, you know, people hold on, but it's not, it's not the reality of the situation. So anyway. Listen, I personally, like, I love living in the past. Like, anybody remember Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite? I, too, used to be able to throw a football over mountains, right? I mean, (laughs) over them mountains. It's over them. I mean, it's just something that I hold on to dearly. But also, like, to your point, time time to move on. And I, like, I again, like, I'm just going to bring it back to, I just, complaining about anything without, a solution i just don't understand so say your piece and then if there's a solution that you're going to come to do it and then it's like kind of drop it but the thing is is that there's just so much hype around like negativity and all this other stuff it's 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 very uh low-hanging fruit for people to talk about so you know i i know for i know i think for for us like you know you accept it or you don't and then then you move on but it's hard, hard for everybody. James, Jameson, that's Jameson Hobart. That's, that's, the epi- <laughs> that's the episode. No, I, yeah, that's it. Hey guys, that was fun. I'll see you next week. No, I have, I have a ton of thoughts. You know, the, the thing about, you know, like romanticizing or, you know, or like, you know, just the nostalgia of it all is, is an interesting one to me. I've been thinking about that lately and, um, not just in the sphere of CrossFit, but other areas of the world. When I hear people keep saying, you know, we got to go back to the way things were. And I, I think that's such a, I don't know. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but I'm gonna, I think that's kind of a bizarre way to operate in life because it's just not the flow of time. It's just not how life works. Like there's, there's no going back. You know, my wife and I have been talking a lot this year, just about like things we feel like we've done that are mistakes or issues. And you know, this is a, I'm going to be a real nerd here, but this was a, a line from the matrix. And I like it because, you know, it's like what happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way, you know, because it's like, it, there's no time machine. There's no going back. It's done now. Um, the best we can do is maybe take the best elements of the past and move them into a future, or we can continue to learn, um, you know, from our, from things we believe are quote unquote mistakes in the past. So I think about that a lot. And it's an interesting one to me. And it's really trite for us to say like, well, change is hard and everybody has a hard time with change. Like clearly they do. We know that. The other thing I'm really curious about is how many people are really having a hard time with it? You know, I feel like social media makes the vocal minority so loud and I'm not discrediting anybody's honest opinion, but I also wonder how many affiliates out there see this price hike and they're like, fuck, this is going to be tough. I'm going to have to change some things, but I like CrossFit. I like what CrossFit does. Um, I'm going to keep moving forward. You know, I just, I, I wonder how many out there are that, 
Um, cause I even look at like COVID and, and financially, I think what COVID did to so many businesses was, um, you know, devastating in, in short, but still it's like CrossFit didn't lose 50% of its affiliates during COVID. I mean, it saw more churn than it had seen historically, but we didn't lose like, even I would say like an enormous part of the pie. So I guess my, my point is to say like, you know, I wonder what good is still going on out there. I wonder all the people who are adapting well to change. I think there are more of them out there. Um, I, I don't know. I think about all those things a lot. And that the, you know, like the, the nostalgia is there were, here's the deal. Someone said to me once, um, every day I wake up and realize that I drink from a well that I had no hand in digging. It's one of my favorite quotes. You know, it is this, this concept that it's like, your hard work and effort definitely does something for you, but it's like, you have to realize at some point you got here because of hundreds of thousands or, you know, handfuls of other people paving the way. And I, you know, it's like all of us who have had success in CrossFit don't have that without Greg Glassman. Um, and that being said, I think a lot of the success Greg ended up having um, was because of the people he pulled on board too. You know, it's like some of the people who helped him pave the way, but it's, he didn't do everything perfectly. And there were, there were choices he made that a lot of people criticize so heavily. And sure. you only know that, you know, hindsight bias is twenty twenty until you look back on it and say like, Oh shit. You know, like, wow. When we stopped doing all of our social media, was that the right choice? Um, you know, but I don't think it take a, takes away from the impact of Greg, you know, having this genius idea of CrossFit and wanting to spread it to the masses, even though conventional exercise science told us that we, we shouldn't allow regular people to have this kind of information about their own bodies and fitness. Right. Like, and without his like contrarian and like junkyard dog effort, we wouldn't be here without that, but I guess nothing, nothing was perfect. And, and same way now it's like, I can't, I haven't met anybody new coming into CrossFit. And I was just talking to somebody in the company about this the other day. I haven't met anybody, anybody who's a quote unquote new hire. And I don't give a fuck if they have one minute of CrossFit experience or if they have 10 years of CrossFit experience. I haven't met any new person who's coming and been like, I can't wait. I'm so glad CrossFit hired me. I'm really going to fuck this up from the inside. Like everyone who comes in is like, I want to do better for the company. I want to do better to learn about CrossFit. I love what I've learned about CrossFit so far. I want to help CrossFit grow. I think more people need to know about it. That's everybody I meet. Now we can all disagree on what's the best way to go forward and do that. That's fine. That's life. But I all think we have a very similar end goal in mind. And a lot of people might criticize me for that. It's just my opinion and my view of it. But it's like, I do see a bizarre scenario that it's like, you know, this quote unquote new regime of CrossFit is just, is just here to destroy what good was made. Um, I don't think that's the case, but again, that's why I still work for the company. So yes, my opinion is biased. <laughs> you know? Everybody's everybody's opinion is biased. It's that's a, that's a fact of this whole thing, especially everybody on this podcast. Mm. Um, now, the, the, the other thing that, that I think is happening is, you know, this fear mongering of like, well, what's to come. You know, like so many people are like, oh, well, just buckle up. You know, this is just the beginning. It's like, and again, like my, my standpoint of this is like, Jesus, what a miserable fucking existence that like you're, you know, th this thing that happened now, you're like, well, just you wait, like they're, you know, they're going to come for your kids and they're going to do all this stuff. It's like, it's like, dude, like as a business owner, my only focus is on this, this here and now and what I can really control. Right. So 
when all this news came down, it, like MDV said, it's like, okay, there's two things that are happening. There's a price increase right now. And there's this L2 that, that, that you have to have for the affiliates. Both were fine for us. And then in that email, there's also stuff about payment plans and, Hey, we can help you do this. And, Oh, it actually, you don't need to have the L2 until, you know, a, a year after this. It's like, yeah, I don't know. And, and I agree. I think the, the social media aspect just magnifies everything and it's great. It gives everybody a voice. And I think that's, that's important as well, but yeah, I, I also don't want us to, to beat a dead horse here. You know, can I, like, can, yeah. Can I say one more thing on this? Of course. And you know what I hope comes out of this, honestly, is that like the level two course, for example, was a course that was born out of the fact that the original assessment we had for level two, we had too many people failing and they kept coming to CrossFit and they were like, hey, there's nothing between the level one and this assessment. Can you guys create something? So CrossFit created the CPC. Um and I guess what I'm saying is like CPC what I was hope coaches prep course. Sorry. Yeah. It was a coach's prep course, which was basically like, you know, a middle ground, which could help prepare people to prevent, to pass and develop their coaching skills and help pass these other assessments. What I hope comes out of this, because what I scratch my head on is I look at affiliates, right? There are affiliates out there who might be running in a garage and with hopes of continuing to build you know, a financially stable business and, and offer their services to more and more people. What I, what I hope and is that people give us feedback and we can identify like, what is, what helps both affiliates like NC fit, right? Like honestly, NC fit would probably be okay without CrossFit. Um, you know, if you guys decided to de-affiliate again. And so would CrossFit Tilt. You guys could probably be okay without CrossFit. Max shaking his head no. Um, but my point is like, I think it's a much more interesting future if CrossFit can identify, hey, what are tools we can build that can help both those mega affiliates, but also some affiliate who's starting and everyone in, in between. It's a really hard problem to solve. I think mm. that approach is something that aligns with what our business is currently doing now. I think it aligns with something Greg said a long time ago, which that business was... Um, um, the art and science of providing uniquely attractive opportunities for other people. And I think the other people are our affiliates and anyone else who wants to do CrossFit. And they do have a lot of different needs and they do identify with different uniquely attractive opportunities. So I hope that's what comes out of this is like, what can CrossFit offer the, the uh, affiliate and just CrossFit community at large next? Um, and I, I don't know what that is. But I mean, I have some ideas. I know there's some things we're working on, mm -hmm. but that's, I hope com Secrets. comes out of this. So, um, he can't tell us. No, he can't tell us. Even and if he honestly, could, he wouldn't. But anyway, I, I don't want to know. Beat the dead horse some more. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to know. I, I like being surprised. Like <laughs> you got to put some trust in something <laughs> and like, what has CrossFit given me? My entire livelihood. Everything that I have right now is because yeah. is because 10 plus years ago, I got a Groupon for $50 and got an Elements course and a one-month membership. Met MDV and met James, two of my best buddies that I'm on a podcast with. CrossFit's literally given me fucking everything, and I'm going to get upset about paying $1,500 extra a year. Like, it's too little. Like, I, it's good perspective I, I'm, to have. I'm being serious. Like, like, like you said, every day, every day you wake up and you drink from a well, what was it that your mother you had, drilled? That, yeah. <laughs> that, that your mother, that your mother dug with her bare hands. 
Yeah, that you had no hand in you had no hand in digging or creating. I think it's a it's a quote I recite to myself a lot, especially when I start feeling. And I don't want to downplay, like if there's an affiliate out there or coaches who are like, damn it, how the hell do I get this credential? How the hell do I pay this extra 1500? I'm not downplaying their struggle. I'm just saying, I just, I think it's not as simple as like, you know, X person has only done bad or X person has only done good. You know, I I wish life was that simple. No, you don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, I, and so uh, again, it's, and, and I like that, that quote, has hit home with me so hard hearing that. And, and who said that? Was it Oscar the Ground? Um, no, <laughs> what was Oscar the, from the office? Snuff, Snuffleupagus. <laughs> it was Snuffleupagus. Hey, he bird. Rational Every day consumer. you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gents? MDV here. Excuse the brief interruption to your normally scheduled intro programming, but if you're a gym owner, turn on your listening ears. It's time to learn about the NC Fit Collective. The NC Fit Collective is designed exclusively for gym owners who want to source their programming from the people who know it best. We create 365 days a year of result-driven, fun, and challenging workouts, all designed to be done in a class environment, and there's no nonsense. None of this stuff that might show up that your members are going to groan or moan at. We are throwing our fastball every single time, and all of those workouts are backed up by a class plan which you can utilize not only for your coaches to go out there and be fully prepared, but to develop them over the course of many repetitions. Every single time they take the floor, they're going to get a little bit better. Check out nc.fit backslash programming to learn more. It hits home for me because I, and I do actually feel that really often, like every day that I get to walk into my affiliate, like I, I do realize that everything that I'm, that I'm doing now is because somebody else has paved the way. It's my job to continue to pave the way for the people that will come after me. You know, I think in, in my life right now, as an affiliate owner, that's one of the things that I care the most about is how can I set my coaches up for, um, for success, right? Whether it's, you know, financial success, professional success like what are the things that i can do to help them do that i mean in my eyes that is one of the values of being part of a larger company right is that there are people who are going into their job that are working on how can we help like you said these affiliates these coaches be more successful you know this idea that there are people who, you know, the Scrooge McDucks, you know, it's, it's Don fall in a vault swimming in gold coins, ducktails, great cartoon, terrible idea. They epic, don't even do that. Epic anymore. theme song. Pe- epic theme song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you, you know, it's that would like, be so painful. Can you imagine how painful that would be to dive into? It looked like the most comfortable. You thing wouldn't dive. Time. You would just hit it and you would die. Yeah. To dive yeah, into but- a, it was like a pool. It was like a vault of gold coins that he dove into and like treasure chests and would swim and around. To, he would spit them out of his mouth too. Know, to, <laughs> to think, God, and your mouth just tastes horrible. Just old. What? Nothing. No, no I just, um, yeah. And, and let's be serious. It's way more fun to think about childhood cartoons than, you know, whatever this is. Um, there's a really good oh, so YouTube anyway. video of like a um, reenactment of the DuckTales, like a live action reenactment of the DuckTales theme song. 
it's an old, old deep cut YouTube video out there. God. It's really, YouTube, really fucking funny. YouTube is the best. Um, it's all, it's all so good. My, my YouTube is literally just, um, cooking videos. Just trying to be like chef Hobart. Raekwon. I haven't gotten into I'm the cooking to, game to, as much as you guys yet, to, but coming back to, to this, Raekwon. coming back to this CrossFit conversation, how does this, if at all impact coaches who are going in there on a day-to-day basis and doing the job? Because I think that, I don't think it does at all. I think that, I think that it's, it's still the same charter. It's still the same it's the same job that you're going to do every day, no matter what. I don't think that it it impacts coaches in any regard to be involved in the conversation about, you know, was this a good decision or was this a bad decision? I think you can have your opinions for sure. But what I'm saying is that from a day-to-day basis on how it impacts members, I do not think that it impacts members or should impact members at all. What are you guys' thoughts there? Well, it definitely could, right? Like, because I mean, if by impact, you you know, if anything, affiliates could raise their prices for members, you know, incrementally. For sure. I mean, getting involved in like the fray or like getting distracted by the conversation or. Yeah, there certainly could Uh, be some impacts in terms of. Of fees, affiliate fees getting raised, um, membership fees getting raised. Yeah. and for sure, I think that that could be something. Max, what were you going to say? I think, yeah, he actually wants to ask somebody that runs an affiliate. So, um, <laughs> runs a successful affiliate. That's very successful affiliate. You know, it's important important Three. distinction. Um, okay, let's not get carried away. Yeah, you're right. Just speaking facts over here. So, um, well, th- this is this is a pretty interesting discussion. It could motivate gym owners to start raising their rates regularly, which is a really great idea. Um, but this is a great topic, which is like, w- what is an appropriate thing to talk about with your members? I, 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 I don't foresee a number of coaches talking about the, the rate raise. I haven't heard any of my coaches talk about it. Um, at, as a member, members are clueless as to anything that's going on on the business side of CrossFit because that's not what they care about at all. In fact, I could almost guarantee you at Tilt, there are a handful of members that know CrossFit.com exists. They all know that CrossFitTilt.com exists. And that is their homepage. So and I, and I talk about the main site a lot, like, Hey, you guys should check it out. There's some really cool stuff. There's some great articles. There's some great workouts, big shout out to Michelle Latandra programming this next two weeks, really cool stuff. Um, but the members don't really know what's going on, but MDB to your point, like it could affect the coaches. If you've got an owner that's up in arms about this whole thing, or that, like Mm. you said, James, like maybe, maybe, maybe they are struggling and, my only thought about an affiliate that is struggling with this is if you are struggling about the money, all jokes aside, without a doubt, you could figure it out if you wanted to. If you really wanted to, and if you really found the value, you could make it work. That's just because everybody in CrossFit has some origin story about, oh, when I started CrossFit, I couldn't afford it. I made it work or when I, you know, I mean like that, 
it's it's a lot of hustlers, grinders, people that will always make it work. And so I'm just a big believer that if you really want something, not that you can speak it into existence. I know that we do live in the matrix, so it's already kind of already happened, but um, you could make it work. And the other thing that I bet is that if you were really struggling, really, really struggling, and you were to email CrossFit HQ during this transition time, I bet you'd probably find some great support. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I have no clue. But we'll be giving out James's home Personal address, email. His, his email address, social security number, all of that stuff. Favorite color, red. Um, we'll be doing all that at the end of the podcast. So if you need help, you just reach out to him. Well, I'm, I think in like in microcosm, if you're thinking about this, like when you're explaining the value of Chris CrossFit memberships for athletes are not necessarily super cheap. You know, you're talking about, you know, on average, probably somewhere between 125 and 225 or 250, whatever it is, bucks a month. I think that that's probably going rate for most gyms. There's probably some gyms that are below that. There's probably some gyms that are above that. But in terms of having the athlete understand the value is like you have to you have to show them the value every day and you have to show them what they're what they're paying for and you have to have those conversations with them. And um, I, I think that it's probably no different in this regard as well that you know if you if that athlete sees value in what they're getting and what what they're doing, then that's a drop in the bucket. And I think that it's it's pretty similar with this. <laughs> the hand sanitizer to the mouth just cracked me up. Um, pretty similar to this conversation. But fellas, any final thoughts on this before we wrap no, it up? I, just, I super liked Max's point about like if there's anybody who can make it work if needed, it's it's people who small business owners, especially in the CrossFit space. It's like I don't know anyone who had an easy start. Um mm -hmm. You know, and I don't think CrossFit should go out of its way to make things harder for affiliates. I personally, you know, fire me today, CrossFit. I personally don't believe that's what they're trying to do here. Um, but I just really like that point that you made, Max. That's really powerful. Well, you also, first of all, we're not even close to being at time yet. Um, I know <laughs> I, James has a lot of emails to answer, but one thing that you talked about, which I think is TPS so report. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, th one thing that I thought you talked about that really hits home for me is you talked about COVID, right? And I know for me at, as a business owner, like COVID happened and I initially like gut reaction for like a split second was like, fuck, like, am I going to lose my business? Mm. Like, right. Like they, you know, and we're in Massachusetts, they shut us down. I'm like, are we going to lose our business? And I was like, wait, fuck that. Like, not only are we not going to lose our business, but we're going to add value to our business. We're going to make this thing work and we're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And a rate increase is so far removed from COVID, right? It's so far removed from what anybody who owns an affiliate went through. It's an, it's in fact the opposite. And what you really have to do is trust in the methodology and the things that you believed in for how many years that this is because value is going to be added because 
this business is going to be more professionalized, right? Like you have to have that sort of belief. And you also, like I said earlier, like you also have to believe in yourself, right? Like if your business didn't fold over COVID and this is a thing that's a big deal, it's a speed bump. It's just perspective on everything, man, is, is, is so important. And, and, and again, like I, I can only speak for myself and the reason I feel so passionate about this is like, that's what I've done throughout my life. I've, you know, always looked on the bright side of it, always tried to make the best out of any situation because the flip side is of it is you're a miserable prick. That's honestly what it is. It's like, you decide, you know, like you decide how to look at things. Right. And for, for me personally, I see no value in always looking at the negative and the downside of anything. And I said earlier, and like, if you literally believe that every single person that you meet or every interaction you have, that thing, that person that's going to let you down, it's got nothing to do with a rate increase. It's got everything to do with you. That's what it is, right? Like, I think there's a mindset piece to this as well. It's a really powerful perspective and not always the easiest perspective to to take in situations, though. I think that that's something that should be noted is that like, it can be really hard. There's a lot of pressures. There's a lot of stresses in life. And I think that, you know, if things aren't going right in one area of your life or things are kind of uh, hitting you hard in another area and then this comes along, it 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 sometimes can be like almost the straw that broke the camel's back type of thing. And you can get irrationally upset about things. Um, but I, I, I yeah, mean, just, what were you going to say, Max? No, just think about the flip side. Like the grass is always greener. Remember why you became a small business owner in the first place. You know, like, like the, the reason, the reason I did this as, as a CrossFit affiliate owner is because CrossFit's changed my life has without a doubt changed my life. I can say that every single day that I wake up every night that I go to sleep, CrossFit's changed my life. It's given me some of the best things I've ever had. Some of the best friends, my wife, literally it's provided me with everything. Every day that I work, I get to pay it back. Right. And like the reason I became a small business owner was I believe in CrossFit but I also believe that I can do things my way and do them really freaking well, right? And I know I gave the example earlier, and maybe this is not an appropriate example, which is giving the example of the F45 and of the Orange Theory. And I gave that just to talk about the prices, right? And I get it. We're in a way different model. We're not a franchise, and I don't think it'll ever be that way. I think that would be way too big of a flip, and I think it would be almost impossible to do. But, you know... I don't know. Just remember why you got started. It's it's the best job you could ever have. Mm. I think that wraps up the CrossFit affiliation fee increase conversation. Buy a but scratch James, ticket. Buy a scratch ticket. Yeah. <laughs> That's a winning strategy. Buy it. Just, just take that 1500 and go buy some scratch tickets. Just gamble. Imagine you fucking doubled up or tripled up on that. Dollar like dreams, that, bro. I mean, that could happen. Now, granted, I don't gamble at all, but I encourage others if that's what you're into. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know. Like, all right, last thing is this. What the fuck is the money line? Like, there, there are all these – there are all these – I watch a lot of sports – and every time I watch like basketball or like watch football, it's like the money line is this, the over-under is this. And I like, I'm too embarrassed to ask anybody about what it means because it, it, 
it is most likely very simple, but I cannot wrap my head around it because in reality, I've only gambled once. And um, it was when I had to, no, I gambled at $50, red three roulette, hit it at Mohegan Sun when I was at UMass. It was great. You hit it? Yeah, that was it. And I walked away. I was uh red three. Great, you hit red three. This is this is a great story because I love living my life in the past. Um, flat broke college student. My buddies are like, hey, we're gonna go to Mohegan Sun for the weekend. You and I'm like, I got 50 bucks. And so I'm with with one of my best buddy Paul's, uh, best buddy Paul, and he's like, Hey, we're gonna go play roulette. I'm like, okay, boom. So I cashed in the 50, took the 50, put it on red three, they spun it, it hit paid 35 to one, walked away, paid wow. for the whole, the whole weekend. Paul stayed at the table till 2 a.m., lost a ton of money. That's the only time I've gambled, and it was the best experience ever. So I can only assume that any other time that I would gamble, it would be just like that. 35 to one. Imagine if that was five. No, what you should do now is now that you're a little bit more padded in the the bank account in the wallet you should try again but this time with 500 50 grand yeah 50 everything okay imagine that, if you win a, it it honestly it sounds like a sure thing to me hello friends mdv here thank you for listening to the intro with mdv podcast and if you enjoyed today's show please subscribe for weekly downloads wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember, we have a new episode coming to you every Tuesday. And if you have time and five stars to spare, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. If you're looking for more out of me, MDV, you can find me on Instagram at MDV underscore FIT. Until next time, friends, let's go. Let's go.